Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hello. Hey. <laughs> we always laugh at the beginning of these things. <laughs> I know. Like, it's so funny. We're starting a podcast. And then we're so awkward <laughs> when we end them. <laughs> awkward at the beginning, awkward at the end. Oh, welcome oh. to our world, guys. Well, today we're talking about playing Cupid. Yes. The second Love Ever After Hallmark movie where... A middle school girl plays matchmaker for her dad and her teacher. Yep. Inspired by the popular Jane Austen book, Emma. So they say. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. It's a little different. Yeah. I'm. That's one of the questions that I have for you, actually. I guess we could jump into it because I do not know the book Emma at all. Like, I would not have even thought that was a Jane Austen book. So I don't really know that. I don't know anything about the plot other than I'm guessing somebody's playing matchmaker. Mm-hmm. That's all, that, I mean, and I only took that from this. Yeah. So Emma, the book, it follows, obviously, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> who fancies herself a matchmaker for her friends after she set up her, I want to say her governess. She set somebody up successfully and like pretty sure the book opens at this wedding. So she thinks she can matchmake people. She's kind of conceited in my mind. <laughs> and she falls in love with her family friend, Mr. Knightley, who like kind of tempers her or tries to. So the movie playing Cupid is a little different because Clara is playing the Emma character, but she's not the one who's falling in love in this movie because she's the kid. So she and her match ends up being successful between her dad and her teacher. Her teacher is kind of her governess, though. That's true. I didn't think about that. But as far as like Emma is the main character and the matchmaker and the one who falls in love this doesn't follow that no it does not but that's okay because i think i mentioned last time emma is not my favorite jane austen novel yep. so i'm okay with it being different <laughs> <laughs> and i thought this movie was cute it was cute but you didn't like it i mean i, I don't think like you like it as much as i did i didn't love it i now that i'm like after i thought about it a little bit i was like how do i feel about it in compared to comparison to beverly hills wedding and i think that i definitely like it better than beverly hills wedding but it mm -hmm. just was not it was good in some parts it was fine it was a little dragging on a little bit in the middle but it was it was a fine movie just wasn't my favorite yeah i thought it was pretty funny i thought I don't know what his name was in the movie, but Nick Gonzalez. I think that's his real name. I don't know. <laughs> I, for some reason, I want to call him Nick. He was really funny, and I really liked his character. He had some good one-liners that I was like, "Oh, oh, oh." Yeah, I thought he was funny too, and he's he's cute. So there's yeah. that. That's an added benefit. He is. He's very attractive. How did you feel? Speaking of names, how did you feel about the main chick being named Carrie? Well, I didn't even, I mean, anytime I hear my name, which technically it wasn't my name because mine has an E on the end. Okay. How was her spelled? Well, they, in the subtitles, it was K-E-R-R-I. Oh, okay. But I, I do that because I used to work with a Carrie, so they would call me like Junior and then she would be oh. Carrie. She was the AVP and I was like the temp employee. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I, they would spell my name wrong like they spell hers. And I'm like, well, this must be for Carrie because you didn't spell my name right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'd still do it. But I'm like, you guys, my name is right there. You can look at it and spell yeah. it correctly when you send your email. But no, people just don't. So I just 
make that little joke. But sometimes I love it. Sometimes I don't. I mean, I didn't really have any feelings about it this time. The one that I had the more feelings about was the fact that no one was actually named Emma or anything close to it. Emma Lee, Emma Lynn, Emma Line. Like, I really thought if they had done that, I would have made the correlation again after the promos. But because they didn't do that, I didn't even think think about the fact that it was a recreation Mm. during the whole movie. Yeah. It is interesting that they didn't go with Emma, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's their prerogative. So whatever. I mean, I don't think it makes or breaks it. It just, because I don't know the movie, I I mean, the book, I I did not think about it through the movie at all. So I Mm -hmm. think it would have triggered my memory to have heard that and been like, oh, that's right. This is one of those. This is one of those. We're doing this a lot these days, guys. I feel like there are no I new think, ideas. Well, I think this is the first time that they have tried using Emma. I know they've made multiple like Pride and Prejudice ones mm-hmm. for Hallmark and Sense and Sensibility. But, yeah, that yeah, yeah. And they have actually another. Well, I, I think this is a Hallmark movie and not like an off-brand Hallmark movie that's trying to be like Hallmark. Because <laughs> there's another movie like called sense and sensibility but sense is s-c-e-n-t-s and she's like a perfume maker person Hmm. i don't think i know that one so they've made like those seem to be the most popular yeah remake ones maybe because people are like you and they don't like emma possibly (laughs) i will say that the adaptation from was it last year or the year before of emma it didn't bother me i did think it was very pretty and you know, I don't know what movie this is. Was it Love and Sh- Sunshine? Because that's the, the that's the only no movie no no I no no remember from last year. <laughs> no, it was it was actually Emma, like a motion major motion picture in the theaters. Oh, they remade you're Emma. About real world, not Hallmark world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. They recently did a a remake of it. I did not see that either. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I, I would like them. I don't think Hallmark will do this, but I would like them to make one off of man's no not mansfield park northanger abbey because i relate a lot to Catherine in that movie because she's kind of this over-the-top gothic character reading these gothic books and just she cracks me up but I, it's i don't think hallmark i'm not sure how they would adapt that but anyway we're getting okay. on the jane austen train <laughs> yeah you haven't read any of them right nope. so I'm a very slow reader, which makes me not want to take on things that are not written in an easy to read dialect for me. Mm -hmm. You know, when they throw in these like historical words and things like that, it kind of messes with my brain even more than regular reading does. So (laughs) that's okay. Yep. So that's Jane Austen. Okay. Now back to this movie. We have another one that is set in the Pacific Northwest, like Hallmark's favorite (laughs) location. (laughs) For sure. It's either Oregon or Washington, always. But but in Canada, probably. <laughs> yes, but in Canada. Make it Canadian. Don't you know? Wait, isn't that like Wisconsin? I don't know. My I feel like my aunt says that, though. And she says A a lot. Well, I know A is like your stereotypical Canadian thing. But I thought Don't You Know was like Wisconsin. It, it might be. I just might have thrown out something different. It's okay. Is she... Is she, like, in Canada above the Wisconsin border or something? Kind of. Mm, they're in Alberta. I don't know where that is. And I don't know Canadian geography. Above Montana. It's northern Montana. Do you know that reference? <laughs> this is going off. The, like, the wheels have gone off of this podcast. <laughs> we're... <laughs> 
riding this crazy train. That was a Meet the Robinsons <laughs> reference. Okay, okay. I was like, I knew this sounds familiar, but I don't know why. But you know, I like Meet the Robinsons too. So kudos. <laughs> oh. Okay, moving on to the next talking point. Let's see how far off track we'll get with this one. I had to laugh that these middle schoolers and her their teacher, she was talking about, oh, this project is going to look really good on your college applications. Right. And when like, does anything you do in middle school look really good on your college applications? Never. You don't mention middle school accomplishments. <laughs> The only thing four years out of date. The only thing that I will say that I think does look good is there's the Duke tip thing where they send middle schoolers to take the SAT. And if you do well on that, that does look good for you. Yeah, but that's a college. It's a college level thing that you're doing in Mm -hmm. middle school. Yeah. So I just had to laugh when she brought that up. I'm like, nah, nah, you're lying to these kids. And then the other thing that bothered me, maybe I just went to the wrong schools. (laughs) But this is always a thing in the movies where this project is all or nothing 40, 50% of your grade. Like if you fail this, you fail the class. I'm like, that has never been a thing where one project has been my entire like make it or break it moment. I don't even think that's really happened in college. I had a couple, I think, where like a paper or a final or something like that was worth like 35% of my grade or something. Mm. And I think my capstone course perhaps did have something like that, but it was like a put together all your courses that you've had in your major and do this project kind of a thing. So it's almost like writing a thesis, right? So it kind of makes Mm -hmm. sense, but I agree. That seems like over the top and she made it sound like, I don't know if you caught this, but she's like, oh, I brought, I, I brought this from my old school here. Like as if she came up with the idea and then it turns out that it's like this competition all across the area. Did you hear yeah. that? Yeah. It was just overall strange to me because she's from Oregon, Portland, Oregon, Portland, and they're in Seattle because she moved to be near her boyfriend, which uh, I was just like, wow. He sucks. He actually, okay, I had to laugh at this because he kind of reminded me of the guy she fell in love with in her Christmas movie for Lifetime. I agree. With the shaved head. And uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, she had her happy ending on the Lifetime Christmas movie, but they couldn't even make it through Valentine's Day and they broke up. <laughs> <laughs> he was horrible. Yeah, he wasn't great. But anyway, the whole competition was strange to me because she's like, well, this goes into timeline again. Because the competition, she was like, it's five weeks until it ends, yet we have Valentine's Day stuff up in the hallway, and we're talking Valentine's Day. Five weeks until Valentine's Day, which is when the end of the competition is, puts us once again at the beginning of January, New Year's. And that means you have to spend the rest of the school year knowing that you screwed up a project on Valentine's Day that ruined your grade for the re- that you can't recover from. Yeah, you're you're only five weeks into the semester and you've ruined your entire year. It didn't make any sense to me. I mean, it's a good Hallmark thing, movie. I think those middle school grades don't count, don't really matter in college. <laughs> now we bring it back. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> uh, but her dad was really concerned about this grade. Like it didn't matter. Well, he was because- very high strung. And was concerned about a lot of things. Yeah. He he had a lot of issues. And uh-huh. a lot of it was compounded by... They actually gave him... Like, they tried to save her in the end. But they kind of gave him a difficult ex-wife. Yep. With they sure did. actual attitude and 
like threatening to kind of take the girl to live with her and everything. I was like, whoa, this is serious. Well, and what's interesting to me is they actually gave both of them bad exes, right? Mm -hmm. Like he literally did not want to talk to her about anything going on in her life. Uh, When she broke up with him, he was like, okay, fine. And like left and didn't even try to talk to her about it or anything. Like it wasn't important to him. And then he comes back to the same place and is dating someone else. I don't know how this is in the timeline because we know the timeline was askew. But Mm -hmm. I felt like really quickly. So and so they've both got these exes that were like clearly made to look like like bad people, right? Yeah, more terrible than usual. Because normally we try to have nice people and, you know, pretty it up. Right for each other. Yeah, but they were actually there was some meanness going on. Yep, I did. I mean, I think this plays into the story of back to the Emma thing. I really Mm -hmm. thought that their problem going into this, because I did not remember that this was an adaptation, was going to be that they were teacher and dad. Yeah. Versus like at the beginning, they kind of really didn't like each other. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think they were nice to each other when they didn't know that one was a teacher and one was the dad. But then after that, they were kind of like... I mean, they did come back around pretty quickly, but I was not expecting that dynamic to be the problem when I started the the movie. Yeah. I mean, he just kind of marched into her room and he's like, you can't let my daughter do this project because she can't fail. And, you know, just kind of telling, trying to tell the teacher how to do her job. So they didn't get off on the best of feet, but I don't know. But he did say a funny line when she's like, sometimes you need to go out on a limb. And he's like, branches break and people fall every day. (laughs) I was like, oh, this guy, he plays it safe. That was funny. I like, while we're talking about quotes, I liked the quote from the friend, the friend teacher, Mm -hmm. which ironically, the teacher, Carrie, was the middle to extreme version of his extreme version because the quote that I'm talking about is the teacher saying there are no mistakes only lessons look Mm -hmm. for the lesson and bend oh yeah because she wanted things to be exactly the way she wanted them to be but they were that way in different ways he was super like they were the same way and kind of what she didn't like about him at the beginning like they fought over or bumped heads about was him being so stringent when she also has that problem as well like controlling Mm -hmm. I guess that goes to things you don't like in people sometimes being a reflection of what you don't like in yourself like Uh, you see yourself in them (laughs) (laughs) yep and we see that played out in this movie um, I actually had a couple of quotes that I liked from this one that I was surprised to hear was when the girls they're like eighth grade are talking about going to the stands and Clara's like all the boys are ugly and annoying like I'm surprised they let her call these boys ugly. Mm-hmm. That was kind of mean. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's interesting because I feel like that's the kind of thing you say when you don't really mean it, but you're trying to talk mm-hmm. yourself into not being upset when someone doesn't ask you to the dance. Yeah, that's right? true. It's like, well, mm-hmm. these guys are ugly and I they're not cool anyway, so why would I want to go with them? Guarding yeah, your to heart. Protect yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So maybe that's why it was acceptable because she didn't really mean it because she did like that other little boy. She did. And it was very, very cute at the end. Kind of the stuttering, asking out and accepting and yeah. not knowing what to do. I was like, oh, this is sweet. But yeah, 
I just, I had to laugh at that quote. What was your other quote? My other one was just his, some of his one-liners, like when both the teachers were at the PTA conference or meeting and he was leaving it and they were kind of talking in the back. He's like, cut the chatter in the back. (laughs) Just calling them out. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the other one was when they were setting them up to start working closely together so they could eventually fall in love and he's like well it appeals like keeping an eye on you i want to keep an eye on you or something and it came across more i want to look at you yeah more intimate than (laughs) he was meaning at that point in the movie i was like okay okay (laughs) so yeah he just he had the best lines i couldn't tell you any of her lines but I liked his lines. I couldn't either, but I did love, there are two parts that I really loved. When he pretended to be her boyfriend without saying that he was her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That was, that was like unexpected. epic. When he took the step back to stand beside her, I was like, oh no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I love that because he was there when she broke up with him. So he originally, yeah. So he knew who the guy was when he walked in. Yeah, that was epic. Good job. It was a good part. And then the second thing was the singing. Yeah, I was gonna say that's my favorite part. It was really cute. It was funny when he was singing. Although I would have loved to have actually heard them singing. They were just like lip syncing, but I would have loved to have heard them like actually singing with it. But it was. I didn't mind just the lip syncing because for everyone, (laughs) they were singing to "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." in a fun little montage with carrots as their microphones and oversized yeah and i just love scenes like that because i just think they're fun and sweet and i don't think we've seen that in a hallmark movie before i don't think so either yeah so it led into his mean ex showing up (laughs) and the kiss being broken up by her yeah that was so i was like oh snap (laughs) because the kiss was so cute and then the, the ex walked in and i was like Dang it. You yeah, have the worst timing of anybody ever, ever. It was an excellent scene and a segue. I think that's one of the better breakups of the kisses I've seen. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, man. Because you didn't expect her to show up. No, you did not because she was in Texas. Yeah. Although, I guess technically, if we follow the Hallmark formula, we should have known that the ex was going to pop in. Probably but, but I was just so focused on them. But why on earth would you just show up and then you're staying at their house? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have a right to sh- just show up unannounced and then stay at their house. I mean, yeah, he was very and- kind and let her stay there. But if you think you're going to sleep at their house, then you deserve, they deserve to have a phone call ahead of time. True. And then just the way she treated Carrie when she showed up at their house, she almost acted like, you know, I'm getting back with my husband type deal. Uh, yeah. But that's not what you're doing and not what you want. I'll let them know that you came by. Yeah. It was just very strange. And then they tried to save her attitude in the very end. Yeah. But by then it was too late. Agreed. I will say the end when, spoiler, she wins the competition. Mm -hmm. I will say that I was kind of shocked that she did not actually have any kind of an acceptance speech at all. Yeah. I commented on that too. Like it immediately shifted to the teacher. Yeah. I mean, it was cute what happened, but she should have, like all she said was, Miss whatever, will you come up here? And there was no like anything. And then all the accolades went to the teacher instead of Clara, who we've been building up this whole thing. And all these things. 
Yeah. It was strange. Really strange. I mean, I did appreciate the one part was, especially during this COVID time, which this movie did not feel like COVID because they had some scenes where there was a lot of people in a small space. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, I appreciated the kind of teacher focus and, you know, just teacher appreciation that was happening, considering all that's happening in the real life with teachers. So that was nice. Yeah. And I felt like she was a really good teacher. I just don't know mm-hmm. that that was like the point the moment. that you would say, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least give the girl who did worked her butt off and did a really great job planning and creating this business and was successful at it, too. Yeah. A moment to say, like... She could have, like, thanked her dad for letting him him use the restaurant or, you know, there could have been, like, a minute worth of a tiny speech or 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then her say, I'd really like to call up my teacher because she helped me so much. And then call up her teacher, you know? I agree. But I maybe the little girl there. just didn't know, like, didn't know what to say and was uncomfortable because I could under, I mean, public speaking is uncomfortable for me. So... <laughs> I could understand where it would be for a 13-year-old. Yeah, I guess so. I really liked her little heart mug that was a nod at Valentine's Day. Did you see that when she was drinking out of it in her classroom? It was really Mm, cute. I mean, I'm sure I saw it, but it didn't register with me. And I noticed that she was driving a little red Mini Cooper that I wondered if it was the same one from the shoving all the Christmas trees in the back of a Mini Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was on a different channel. But they might source their cars from the same place. Maybe. I did notice the Mini Cooper, though. I did notice that. And I love a Mini Cooper. But those are my two completely random things. I don't have anything else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we can move on to rating for the set. I actually gave it a four because I really liked his restaurant and what they did at the end to decorate it was so pretty. So I gave it a four. I rated it high. I gave it a three. I did like what they did at the end, but not enough to pull it up. I just thought the rest of it was kind of like mm, whatever. It was mostly like a school, although the cool school was kind of cool looking, but mm-hmm. it just was like, it's not Banff, you know? <laughs> it's not Banff. <laughs> just compare everything to Banff and then I will. they're all going to get threes. Oh, goodness. Okay. For style, I gave it a three. The only thing I really, I mean, they both looked good, but the only thing I really remember is she had this bright red jacket that I thought was really pretty. I thought all of her clothes, she looked nice. I gave it a three also, though, but there was nothing that really stood out to me. Yeah. Nothing special. Mm -mm. Storyline. Hmm. Storyline, I gave it a four. Wow. I think. I know. I'm being nice. What is this? But it was a little different than we've seen in a while. I wish. (laughs) It was. It was different. You're right. It was a different storyline. It was unique. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't mention this earlier, but this had a kid as one of the main characters. You know how I feel about children in these movies. Yep. But she didn't take away. She added to the relationship. So she was fine. They wouldn't be together if it wasn't for her. Mm -hmm. So. So kudos to that girl. I gave it a three. I just thought it was fine. Yeah. And then roses. Hearts. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, you can do hearts. I can do roses. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Love is love, guys. Love is love. I gave it a three. 
Me too. I liked their relationship, Stop. but and I definitely felt like they I felt more invested in them as a couple than I did Brooke and Brendan in the last one. So there's that. Agreed. Yeah. So far I would put this as number one and then Beverly Hills wedding as number two. Me too. I would I gave nonsense to Beverly Hills wedding, but I give a love to playing Cupid. I think I'm gonna give this one a love to. Yay! Because I did think it was really, really cute. It wasn't like my favorite, but it was not bad either. And Yeah, I think the bar was kind of set low for this one for us. <laughs> so maybe that's why it's achieving higher. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it was middle of the road. Like I scored it middle of the road, but I also feel like overall I have a positive feeling about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just went ahead and went with love. Good job. All right. Yeah. And that's that. That's playing Cupid from Hallmark. Yep. Next time... Mix we up in the Mediterranean <laughs> since we didn't we never did our other podcast we were talking about doing well it's still February we could still do it if we wanted to we could we'll see but yeah it might be the love one or it might be mix up in the Mediterranean which I hate the name me too I'm not even sure I'm actually invested in this movie honestly at this point I rated these my guesses before I had even seen anything about this movie mm-hmm. and I am I put playing Cupid as four and now I want to change it because I think this one's (laughs) going to be four. Um, I am really not invested. I actually just don't, this is bad. I don't think he's that cute. And I'm just not that invested in them as a couple or this storyline that you have to keep them straight because they're twin brothers. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that Malta will make it a winner or at least not a two for the win terrible i'm gonna hope with you i would just rather not watch the movie and go to malta <laughs> well that would be preferable but Malta's not gonna happen us right now no i'm guessing they are accepting us and that's why they let them in there to film can i go to malta i'm gonna google it <laughs> can i go to malta okay well while we google this we are going to say goodbye <laughs> People want to know. <laughs> we want to leave it a mystery. Or banned for it from entering Malta for non-essential travel. Oh, we can't get in. Unless they have well, a European Union passport or meet the very narrow ex- exceptions detailed here. Well, there you go, people. Wait, wait, wait. If you are American, you cannot get into Malta currently. Although this is saying, this is saying the Malta U.S. Embassy is saying that. Oh, updated on January 21st. Ah, uh, this was shot before that, so. And they have to take and have a negative viral test taken within three calendar days of travel. Hmm. I didn't wow. think, I bet that was considered essential because they wanted their workers to be able to be employed. Yeah, that's true. Whenever I first saw Jessica Lowndes in Malta, I didn't realize she was there to work. I was like, what? She got to go to Malta for a vacation? They let her in? She probably had to quarantine too. What a shame. Yeah, and I know they got tested a lot because she did videos on her Instagram. Okay. Apparently, Once again, we're getting school. off the rails. <laughs> Now we are saying goodbye for real. Bye, guys. (laughs) So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes release. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.